Welcome back. You're watching Trade of the Week. For today's segment, we're looking at U.S. companies. I'm joined by independent analyst Luis Ombeta for a technical analysis on Apple, Regeneron Pharmaceuticals and 3M Company. Luis, I've been practicing that name Regeneron <laughs> for so long. Of course, uh, quite apt that we're looking at U.S. companies as we are in the thick of U.S. corporate earnings for the fourth quarter. So we're looking at tech company Apple and Regeneron, which is a pharmaceuticals biotech company, and also 3M and industrial con conglomerate. So just to start with, just give us an overview of how these counters have performed. Uh, also just looking at how they performed relative to the market. Okay, so again, I think when it comes to U.S. stocks, and I said uh, beginning of the year that for me, the main theme this year is sector rotation. Yeah. As much as we're still in this high um, inflationary environment, rising interest rates, if you look at the right sectors and you do proper stock picking, you will find pockets of opportunity. So when you look at these three counters starting in 2020, you can see that um, the S&P 500, uh, 3M in green and Apple in blue had that very strong sell-off which bottomed in March 2020. Regeneron, being a pharmaceutical, was very defensive during that period, so it didn't have that much of a strong sell-off. And it has continued a relatively strong performance throughout this period, and to date it's up 95%. And you can see that it's actually outperforming Apple. Wow. Which... Um, like any other tech stock, had a very strong run after that March 2020 uh, sell-off when we started having the quantitative easing, uh, tech stocks ran very, very hard. Uh, we can see that uh, 3M has actually been sort of subdued after that uh, March 2020 bottom and has actually uh, continued to decline and during this period is down 36%. So when you look at this from a frequency of distribution, nothing much to discuss here really. Uh, textbook uh, bell curve, um, thin tails, both negative and positive gains with lots of observations in the center. So nothing out of the um, ordinary when it comes to the disparity of positive and negative gains. So when you look at, um, we run regressions and we look at the beta and uh, correlation coefficients to sort of understand the relationships that these counters have with the market. We can see Apple has a beta of 1.0912, which is almost one, almost similar as the market, and has a very strong correlation of 0 0.78. No surprises there, Apple is quite a significant chunk of the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Regeneron, very, very low beta coefficient, 0 0.5. So we'll call this a low beta stock and correlation almost insignificant at 0 0.35. So we can see that Regeneron is almost uncorrelated to the market. So very good for diversification okay. relative to the S&P 500 in general. And lastly, when we look at Triple M, and South Africans mustn't link this Triple M to that. Yeah, I, I, I was it's, wondering, it's, Lois. I was like, hey, where are we, where are we trading here? Not, not that Triple M. <laughs> uh, beta coefficient, 0 0.79, so less volatile than the market. Uh, slightly stronger corre um, a, a, a correlation at 0 0.6996, but in general, uh, very moderate. 
So we can see that they have different dynamics and relationships uh, relative to the S&P 500 uh, um, as a whole. So again, just a quick glance at this, you can see how these counters uh, generally behave yeah. relative to the broader market. Yeah, okay. Really, really quite interesting because we see the differences in these, starting with the sell-off that we saw in 2020, where Regeneron was basically outperforming um, Apple and uh, 3M. But then looking at how the tech sector got beaten down we are seeing uh, apple now performing just under regeneron just take us through the technical picture right now so we've gotten an overview but let's go deeper okay so i think the technicals is where you really get to see the cycles that each of these um, stocks has experienced over the last two years so starting with apple and going back to march 2020 you can see that the share had a very strong run which peaked in january 2022 up over 200 percent and over the last year down 32 percent so entering bear market territory but we can see that since the beginning of the year there has been a strong uh, rally in in apple now the question is has apple bottomed and when i look at this now from an alert wave perspective on the daily chart i can see the first sell-off unfolded in three waves labeled a b c which is a zigzag pattern but the rebound also unfolded in three waves. But you can see this rebound was very, very strong, retracing almost 80% of the previous sell-off. And the sell-off that also ensued in mid-2022 was also in three waves, labeled A, B, C. Now, from an earlier wave perspective, this is known as a double zigzag, which is W, X, Y. Now, that does not mean that Apple has bottomed. There okay. could potentially be another sell-off. But in the short to medium term, at least I'm forecasting that this first um, rally up is for wave A. Then we should expect a bit of a correction for wave B and then for wave C, at least as a bare minimum. So in the short to medium term, I am forecasting more upside in Apple, maybe towards the $170 region. But it's too early to say that um, the share has bottomed, but we can say that it started off the year uh, very, very strong. When it comes to Regeneron, and this one is actually very interesting, hence I've actually gone all the way back to 2005 to start its analysis. Mm -hmm. Because when I apply the wave count to Re uh, Regeneron, and this is on monthly charts, and this is log scale, I can see a textbook five wave advance. Now, being in the fifth wave, which is this wave here, it means that we are in a multi-decade bull market, but one that is at its terminal end. Okay. And this is the um, caution that I want to give to traders and investors looking at this counter. So when I look at it closer at the fifth wave, I can see that the share is trading in an ending diagonal or better known as a rising wedge. So we can see a lot of overlap in the price action and there's also a convergence between the upper and lower trend lines. And what also adds to the caution is when I look at the MACD, which is a momentum indicator, we have a classic situation where the share price is making these higher highs, but the MACD is not confirming these higher highs. And this is a technical uh, uh, setup called bearish divergence. Now, it is a sort of a precursor, more often than not, to a trend change. Mm. Or at least in the short term, it should be a warning that the uh, buying momentum in Regeneron is starting to wane. So ideally, you don't want to be opening new positions in Regeneron. Or if you are holding, either protect your upside and start taking profit. Because mm -hmm. even when I look at it from a long-term perspective, it is at a very mature 
um, mm. status in terms of its trend. So very, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of neutral to bearish when it comes to Regeneron. Yeah. Because maybe what goes up must come down. Always the case. Yeah. Always the case. And um, in, uh, conversely to a 3M company, actually peaked way back in 2018, had a bottom in March 2020, had a bit of a recovery, but has subsequently um, wiped out all those gains made after the March 2020 low. But when I look at it from a wave perspective, I can see that the A wave was a leading diagonal. We then had the correction for a B wave, and now the C wave is unfolding as a textbook impulse, which has completed waves one, two, three, four, and now I'm forecasting one more sell-off to complete wave five and subsequently wave C. So as much as 3M has been in a bear market, I actually believe that it's at the terminal point of the bear market. Mm. So Regeneron is at the terminal end of a bull market and 3M is at the terminal end of a bear market. Mm. And this is where the sector rotation that I'm talking about now comes in. Yeah. What used to be a winner historically can now become a loser and what has been a loser historically can now turn around and be a yeah. winner. And that's what you're looking for as an investor. Those. Uh, mm. former winners turning around and becoming, I'm sorry, those former losers turning around and becoming winners. I'm interested in how much of a turnaround 3M could see, or maybe when it does get to that uh, terminal point, how much upside it could have, because it is also still dealing with a U.S. economy that is feared to, um, it's feared that we're not going to get a soft landing. We might, mm -hmm. but we might not. And I know with uh, its last numbers, uh, demand wasn't that great. And they're also engaging in uh, layoffs as well. So I'm just wondering how much upside you forecast or you're thinking. I think in the short term, and I said this uh, throughout um, the end of last year and early this year, yeah. I'm not really looking at a major turnaround this year, but at least okay. some sort of a technical bounce, maybe s a small rallies. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a bit too early until we really start to see that Fed pivot mm. and a bit more clarity in terms of um, the macro um, fundamental picture starting to change. Mm -hmm. That will maybe give us an indication. So I'm definitely not forecasting a turnaround followed by a new yeah. drastic bull market. So there's still caution to be exercised and not looking for major gains in the short term. Ah, okay. I, I've got your point there. Well, uh, talking about the fundamental picture, let's get into the fundamental picture of all three of them. Of course, the backdrop of the economy. Look at Apple, for example, that it's, it's really remained quite resilient and it's seen as one of the more defensive stocks. And of course, talking about defensive pharmaceuticals, also quite defensive. So let's take a look at that fundamental picture. Okay, so when it comes to the fundamentals, I'm really just looking at a broad overview, three key metrics, um, earnings per share, free cash flow, debt. And uh, we can see starting with Apple over the last, say, eight quarters, they've yet to have a miss. They've mm -hmm. always uh, beat consensus or equaled consensus. And we can see there were times where they actually had major surprises beating consensus by 45%, by 38%. But the last four quarters, we can see that that surprise has sort of uh, declined to almost meeting consensus. Mm -hmm. But from a cash flow perspective, uh, perspective, very, very strong uh, free cash flow generation. We can see in 2013, they only had about 45 billion in free cash flow. Uh, 2022 exceeded 100 uh, billion free cash flow for the first time. So very, very strong cash flow. Debt, always debt on their balance sheet um, over the last six years. But when you look at the net debt, it is quite a smaller fraction compared to the total debt. So I think the debt is pretty much under control. 
also backed by very, very strong cash flow generation. Uh, Regeneron, probably the best of the lot when it comes to earnings. When you look at the surprises over the last eight quarters, the most uh, fascinating thing with Regeneron is they've actually had surprise beats exceeding 10%. So they've always beaten wow. um, estimates by 10%. So fundamentally very, very strong. And we can also see the free cash flow um, from less than half a billion in 2013 to 6.5 billion in 2021. So very, very strong free cash flow. Mm. And most um, um, impressive is the debt. For the last, what, six years, they've actually been um, debt free, basically. We can mm -hmm. see the net debt is actually negative. But again, you look at the fundamentals, very, very good looking numbers. But when you look at the trend, it looks like it's at the mm. terminal point. So sometimes it happens that the trend changes yeah. while the fundamentals are still looking very, very good as well. So that's another thing to uh, bear in mind. And lastly, Triple M, very, very stable uh, earnings per share, very stable in terms of free cash flow and stable on the debt as well. So I think these three counters all have uh, pretty solid fundamentals. But again, what I've always said is when you look at share price performance, you need to look at what are the real drivers of share prices? And mm. sometimes you'll see that it's not so much about the earnings or the free cash flows or debt, but there are other um, factors that impact share price performance and having the ability to forecast uh, these cycles and cyclical changes can be critical in terms of uh, getting out of current winners and getting into the future winners. You say something so interesting that the trend can change while the fundamentals are looking good. Mm -hmm. What does an investor do then in that case? Because, ex for example, even uh, especially a new investor that's coming in and that's seeing a share price doing very, very well and they think that this is a good time to come in or seeing a share price that isn't doing that, that great and think that actually maybe this isn't a good time to come in. So what do you consider in, 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 in deciding when to go in when you have these differing dynamics? So I think um, one of the key aspects in investing, which is not your traditional technical analysis yeah. or your traditional fundamental analysis is behavioral finance. So there's um, a saying in behavioral finance that optimism tends to be at the peak of the cycle oh, yeah. and pessimism <laughs> tends to be at the bottom of the cycle. Ah. So that's actually where that um, yeah. comes into play because when you just look at historical performance and you think the company is going to continue that sure. great performance, you actually find yourself jumping into a trend as it's about to yeah. end. So it's very important to basically look outside of the traditional um, sort of uh, fundamentals, technicals, mm. and most importantly, do your own homework. Yeah. Don't, don't just buy into the hot stock pigs. Yeah. I mean, even from myself watching this, go out there and do your own work and yeah. make up your own mind. I think that's always going to be the most important thing for any yeah. investor. All right. Just lastly, Lo Yuso, uh, your view on Apple, what we can expect from Apple this week. Um, yeah, as I've said, it's been a quite a resilient uh, counter. I mean, uh, a lot of people had thought that Apple would be shielded from the kind of challenges that we are seeing in the U.S. economy because of the loyalism mm -hmm. that its customers have. But you're now kind of starting to see cracks in terms of infla uh, uh, inflation, high interest rates, consumers, uh, consumer pockets really constrained. So what are you expecting from Apple this week? I think the tech play is pretty much the same, yeah. very overcrowded, um, lo a lot of similarities. 
We saw what impact um, Google had when they announced their layoff. And yeah. they were one of the last ones to announce their layoff and the share price just shot up. Yeah. So I think the traditional way of looking at, uh, at these tech companies yeah. has really been challenged over the last uh, year or two. Yeah. And I certainly do think that um, speculation could also come into play. So even if you have, say, the constrained consumer, even if there's earnings mm -hmm. uh, misses or bids, it's very, very difficult to sort of predict or forecast how the mm -hmm. share price is going to react um, yeah. under this uh, current environment that we're in. Yeah. So very one, one always has to exercise a lot of caution when, when, uh, when it comes to yeah. the tech companies um, under this current macro yeah. environment. Very difficult because it even seems that investors are confused as well. Uh, just last week we had Microsoft coming out with its numbers and the share price actually rallied exactly. after the release of the mm -hmm. results because they did beat analyst estimates on earnings. But because they came in with a gloomy outlook, Markets change their minds. Yeah. So really, really quite interesting. You never know what happens, so it is good to do your homework. And exactly that is why you are here also, just yeah. to give us some insight on what to look for. But thank you so much for your time, Louisa. Really, really appreciate it. That was independent analyst Louisa Mbeta with analysis and outlook on Apple, Regeneron Pharma, and a 3M company.